I just love this. I just think that this is such a cool thing to do because how often do you feel like life is just flying by, especially if you have kids, because I think they're such a a yardstick for this. Like all of a sudden they're eight and how did that happen? And this stopping and looking at those special moments that you are like when you're 90 and you're like laying in your bed thinking back on the amazing life you had, that these are the ones that are going to stand out because you took the time to remember that scrapbook in your brain, write it down and highlight it. And like, you're sort of committing to keeping that little nugget of joy for yourself. This is episode 122 of Multi-Passionate Like a Boss. And I'm your host, Jenny O'Connor. I'm a writer, entrepreneur, and certified shiny object lover. And I'm obsessed with finding the easy way to live the dream. Hear this, my squirrel-brained friends. The most freeing moment of your life will be the moment you discover conventional wisdom isn't meant for you. It's meant for linear thinkers and specialists who are motivated by a different definition of success. We shiny object lovers, on the other hand, know that doing what we love is not a privilege. It's an obligation. That's why in this multi-passionate corner of the internet, we're designing lives and businesses on our terms disrupting how it's always been done and flipping the bird to all of the awful sounding things we should do. So if you're a rebel, a curious misfit, or a creator that shrinks from doing the inauthentic, hit that subscribe button and let's write our own rules for this brave new world. If growing an audience on social media feels like a slog and you're convinced there has to be a better way, there is. It's email. The average ROI for email marketing is $42 for every dollar you spend. Plus, email reaches approximately 79% of the people you send it to. Instagram, 13.5. Ugh. But a lot of folks aren't using this highly effective strategy because they think writing emails is too time-consuming or that they're no good at storytelling. If you've ever thought that yourself, my free guide, Write Better Emails the Easy Way, will change the game and help you craft memorable, money-making newsletters in just minutes a week. Get it now at jennyoconnor.com forward slash email. Hey, boss fam. Welcome back to the show. So I love to plan things, but I hate to review things. So we're not so much rejecting a rule today as we are getting ourselves to do something that's really good for us, even if we don't want to. The struggle is real, y'all. I found it so much harder to prep for this episode than I did to, I kid you not, make a full calendar, 365-page calendar annual planner in Canva for next year. Like I poured hours into that while I was trying to prep this episode. I just kept getting distracted. I kept wanting to go plan things rather than devote this much-needed time to this review. Um, I think it's because reviewing lands in the realm of activities that my brain says aren't productive, kind of like meditation. Even though I enjoy meditating and it doesn't take a lot of activation energy to sit your like get yourself to sit down and close your eyes for 10 minutes, but I still always get to the end of my day and find a million different excuses not to do it. And I think it's because it's not a pushing energy. It's not active. It's not masculine. And so 
that's the conditioning that I'm unraveling here, guys. I'm aware now, probably as a result of doing this show, that when I'm experiencing a lot of resistance around something, that's because it's really, really important for me to do. So this episode is me talking to me. But hopefully you guys just love the idea of doing annual reviews. That would be amazing. And I do think that you will find this fun, um, either because you're you're just like that and you you think reviewing is fun, or because I have tricked you because I had to trick myself to get myself to do this. Um, but in any case, I think it's going to help you design your best year ever. So let's get into it. All of what I'm about to say is true in terms of why this is such an important thing to do for yourself. Plowing ahead without pausing to look back and reflect and celebrate wins from the previous year is a really easy way to risk burnout in the new year. It is also easier to default to the same baked in habits if you're not reviewing You're not even aware that the things that you do by habit are happening because you do them out of habit. So doing this review is going to help you uncover patterns about yourself. So those are all of the reasons that it's important to do. But what I thought made this more fun, at least for me, was making it part review, part looking back. And then part dreaming, planning, envisioning the future. So you get through the review part and you're rewarded with the planning piece, which was just essential to get me to get excited about doing it. But I also really like the idea of ending the year with like a mindset glow up. I was just talking to my biz bestie about how every year someone is like, oh, that was the worst year ever. I'm so glad it's over. I can't wait for the new one. And, and we both laughed because like we literally hear that every year. This year actually was the worst year ever for both of us. And that is saying a lot after two years of COVID. That's like crazy time. But we're both really positive people. And we know that carrying like complainy energy into the new year isn't particularly useful. So we were talking about how to transmute it for good. And we decided to reframe how we're going to look at the challenges from last year and spin those worst moments into life lessons or spaces where we are giving birth to greater possibilities. So the download that I created for you guys that accompanies this episode transitions from that first piece that is looking back into the forward-facing planning, visioning, dreaming phase. And what happens in that transition is the spin doctoring. It's giving yourself a pep talk based on the last year and what you learned and what this is making space for. And so you can just kind of slide on into 2024 on that energy instead. So I like this concept of a mindset glow up for all of us. All good vibes, all rad days, going into the new year, no dwelling on gunk from last year. And I also just think it's kind of cliche and boring to be like, that was the worst year ever. I can't wait for next year because everybody always says that. So let's just say something different. So 
there's this whole section of this annual review that is just for your personal life. So everything that is outside of the scope of what you consider work. And then there's a business section for my multi-passionate entrepreneurs out there. So you can just take what resonates, leave what doesn't. If you don't have a business, just do the personal section. If you have a nine to five job, you can just do the personal section. And you can also look at the questions if you think next year is the year you want to start a business. And you can apply a lot of them to like what your next steps would be to get your business started. So just like with all of the guides that I make, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. Um, you can also, I think, use the the business questions to um about a project that you want to tackle next year. So Make it your own, but I think this will be applicable to most of you. So I'm not going to go through and read every question. I think that would just be a boring podcast episode. So I'm just going to tell you about my favorite parts and kind of the reasoning behind why I created it the way that I created it. So I'm going to admit to you that I really actually do like the first step in the review piece because it is to go through your calendar from the previous year, your actual like Google, Google Cal or whatever you use, and look at all of the events that you have on there and make kind of like a bullet pointed list of the most memorable moments from last year. And you're going to put them in different categories. So for those of you that are familiar with the Wheel of Life, it's got like eight to 10 pieces of pie and all each one is a different category for your life. So friends and love and money, and career, investments, recreation, personal development, spirituality, contribution to society, fitness, health, family. And I've seen them like that's I think maybe 10 I just list, listed off. I've seen them combined like sometimes love and friendships are together, sometimes fitness and health go together, sometimes career and investments go together. So in any case, I've divided that list into several different categories. And you're going to go through your last year and put those events into each of those categories. And then you're going to go back and highlight the best ones. These are the ones that are like, on my deathbed, I'm going to cherish the fuck out of this memory. I just love this. I just think that this is such a cool thing to do because how often do you feel like life is just flying by, especially if you have kids, because I think they're such a, a yardstick for this, like all of a sudden they're eight and how did that happen? And this, this stopping and looking at those special moments that you are like when you're 90 and you're like, just, you know, laying in your bed, thinking back on the amazing life you had, that these are the ones that are going to stand out because you took the time to remember them, you know, scrapbook in your brain, write it down and highlight it. And like, you're sort of committing to keeping that little nugget of joy for yourself. So once you've refreshed your memory about the last 365 days, now you kind of have a, like you can see everything and like kind of when it happened. So you're, it's going to be fresher in your mind. That's why we start with that piece. Then you're going to go through and you are going to answer a series of questions that basically signify like milestones, markers, turning points, pivots, all of the things that you, um, that, that mark the, the journey that you took in the last year. So things like the wisest personal decision that you made, the biggest surprise you had in the year, the thing that you're the most proud of, and the biggest challenges that you faced, as well as, and this is very important, how you overcame those challenges. 
And that part's really key because it's part of your resistance toolkit. Being able to recognize problems with similar qualities in the upcoming year and already having like an arsenal of weapons that you can use to face off against them is like having a suit of armor marching into 2024. So that's the reasoning behind that bit. Um, So you answer a bunch of questions. I actually added a spot for a reading list. Not everybody is a huge reader, but personally, I love to read and I'm always mad at myself if I let a year go by where I have not taken the time to track what I've read. I want to say here, uh, I, I, I always look to kind of like fend off possible comparisonitis and feeling bad about ourselves. Like a, I happen to know, I'm thinking of Alison Alexander, who I interviewed on the podcast at the very beginning, who reads 80 plus books a year. And reading also includes listening to them on Audible. It doesn't matter how you consume them, but she gets through 80 plus in a year, which breaks my brain entirely. I just feel good if I have like what the equivalent of one a month. I don't usually read them at that pace, but I might read more in the summer. You know what I mean? But if I have 12 on my list at the end of year, the year, I consider that a good year. And I don't want this to become an opportunity for you to compare yourself to someone else and in any way feel inadequate. So just <laughs> tread lightly uh, in this particular section. But yeah, I, I like to personally be able to look back and and also kind of remember what I read. So I also added a spot for further education because maybe you're not a reader, but you're a real devotee to coaching, or maybe you joined a mastermind this year, or you got some courses that taught you how to to do new things in your business, let's say, or in your personal life. This this section actually covers both. It's meant to. So either in tandem with your reading list or on its own, this section will show you how you increased your value in the last year. Continuing education makes you smarter, makes you more adaptable, makes you worth more in the marketplace if you work for somebody else. So that's that's what that section is for. And then we move into the business specific section where you're going to reflect on your business and your business practices from the last year. So what are your business wins? What is the most courageous risk that you took last year? The best business decision you made? The biggest, can't say it, biggest business challenge that you faced? And some of these are kind of similar to the personal life questions, but Part of the reason I really wanted to separate this out is because of what I've talked about over and over again on this show, that we, multi-passionates especially, but people in general, I think, have this tendency to tie our identity, our self-worth, if you will, to what we do for a living. And for myself and for a lot of people I know, if there was a personal section of this review only and no separate business section All of the answers in my personal life section would be about my business. And I want to make sure that I and all of you are living a life where there's as much life as there is work. We'll be back after a quick break. 
This episode is brought to you by the Dream Job Academy. Does your job bum you out? Do you long to feel excited to spring out of bed in the morning and energized to tackle work you adore? We all deserve to feel like this. Our time on this planet is short. Shouldn't we all spend it doing the thing that makes us forget to eat and pee? But wait, you say, I'm multi-passionate. I have no idea which of my million passions is the right one to make a business out of. That's exactly why I created the Dream Job Academy. Put your million and one passions through my signature Dream Job distiller framework and you'll get back $1 million idea. Plus, you'll walk away with a 30-day action plan and a foolproof system for creating the next one when it's time to add another passion to your portfolio. If you're ready to love what you do so much that you never work a day in your life, snag the Dream Job Academy self-study course at jennyoconnorcom forward slash dream. It is all well and good to love what you do. That is what I want for everyone listening today. Work that doesn't feel like work. And if you feel that way about your work, sometimes you'll find that work and pursuit of pleasure get really muddy. Do they kind of look like the same thing? So drawing lines is hard in those cases, but I just really want you to have personal wins for the year and personal lessons that you learned and things you're grateful for that are unrelated to what you produced or how much money you brought in or any of those other standard achievement markers that I'm on a mission to stop glorifying. So hopefully that explains why these sections are separate and intentionally so. So once you get through that, then you get to the loose ends section. And this is like the river sticks. This is basically how you get from last year into next year from reviewing to planning and visioning and dreaming. So it asks about what you want to leave behind. What isn't working so well? Here's a chance to be done with it. Is there any forgiveness that you need to offer yourself or somebody else? What's it going to take to go into 2024 with a blank slate? This is the section where you unravel that. And then, and like I said, I really liked this one. This is the spin doctoring portion. So if you could go back to a year ago and give yourself a pep talk, knowing what you know now, what would you say? And what you're going to basically do is take that same advice with you as you move into the new year. And then, and then we get to my favorite part, which is dreaming about your perfect fucking life. So Regular practitioners of manifestation, we do spend time in the present, feeling grateful, feeling pleasure, feeling joy, feeling all of the things that are high vibe so that we can call in more of those things, right? But we spend our meditation time in fantasy, in future visioning right? So when you're making a vision board, when you're intention setting, when you are casting spells, that's all future facing. So this next section, you get to spend an entire page. And if you're working through a personal notebook, take as many pages as you want to just imagine your perfect year. No holds barred. You're not realistic. Money is no object. Like throw all of that out the window and just dream. And If you've ever done exercises like this before, you know the more sensory they are, the more effective this exercise is. So what does your future life smell like, sound like, feel like, taste like? In other words, like what are you indulging in 
Um, you know, where are you so that you're hearing like church bells because you're on a terrace in Italy, that kind of thing. The specificity is paramount because the more vivid picture you paint, the easier it is for the universe to bring you exactly what you want. So the questions in the new section and the planning section are quite different from the ones that you answered in the review. So don't worry that this is repetitive. Like you're just going to have all the same questions in the review as you have in the planning. That would be boring. And no, I'm not not giving you guys a boring task here. Um, this part is really, really, really fun. So I'll give you just like a snippet of some of my favorite questions. But one that I really love is three things I'm going to pamper myself with in the new year. Nice, right? Three places I will visit because I'm such an adventurer and I already know what those three places are. Like I had them picked out before like I even finished typing the sentence to myself. And then I really love the three presents that I will reward myself with when I hit my goals or achieve my intentions or however you want to say that. Like this is how we're celebrating A, B, and C. Then there's some stuff that's just about envisioning who you're going to be. So what is the identity that you are embodying and how is that different? So you want to you want to walk into next year as that person. So you'll journal around that a little bit. Okay, and then we're going to go through and do the same planning with your business. And we're going to do it with a real eye towards systems that will make things easier. So ease and also fun, because I don't think often enough we take a look at our business through the lens of how to make it more fun. I don't think we do that for ease either. So these are really good questions that I think go beyond the sort of standard, like, what are my KPIs for next year? Like, what numbers do I want to hit? We're not getting that granular. We're doing a big picture kind of thing. We're doing our visioning, our daydreaming, our perfect fucking week, month, and year. So how can it be fun and how can it be easy? Because those are the things that we're trying to create more of in the new year. And then there's like a little wrap-up section and, and that's basically it. You will have planned your best year ever. So I've already started working on mine and I'm getting so much out of it. I just, It's like, I know it's only the 12th of December when I'm recording this, but I always start planning usually a month ahead of time. I kind of recommend that you do it this way. I'm not sh If you sat down and did it all at once, I can't imagine it would take much more than a half an hour, maybe, maybe a little bit depending upon how much you like to write. But I like to just chip away at it because it lets me kind of just like mull things over, especially like the review pieces. So that's my recommendation for you is you print it out today and you kind of work on it for a few minutes and then like come back in a couple days and work on it for a few minutes. And then you'll have this really just like robust review and plan to move into the next year with. So I just want to remind you because I think being in the right mindset as you step into the new year is, is so important because of the fact that we're all doubling down on being our most productive at the beginning of January. And I want us all to redefine productive. This year, productive is going to be making space for more fun and more ease because I guarantee that is actually how we're going to make quantum leaps in terms of impact and productivity 
It's by doing things in the most expansive, fun, and easy way. So I hope you guys will join me in doing this annual review, and I wish you the happiest of New Year's. I cannot wait to see you in 2024. Same time, same place. If you guys enjoyed this episode and found it useful, would you please share it with other multi-passionates? I rely so much on word of mouth and getting my message out there through all of you. I appreciate you so, so much in advance. And if you want to hear from my guest who reads 80 plus books in a year on how she does it, be sure to check out episode 14, Alison Alexander on curiosity or how to get an accidental degree. And until next time, remember that reflection without learning is dangerous, but learning without reflection is just a waste. Now get on out there and do the thing.